Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. News in this country about euthanasia and uh, concerns expressed by various organizations uh, that euthanasia is too easily obtained in Canada. That is too easy to get physician or medically assisted death. Coincidentally, we're going to speak to someone right now who is requesting medically assisted death. He's 46 years of age, but let me give you a little bit of background. If you weren't with us last weekend, we spoke with Anne-Marie Gatto, who is a licensed uh, psychotherapist and uh, social worker. You'll find her at CPCS Support. Uh, Anne-Marie is or was a friend of Margaret Bristow. We spoke about Ms. Bristow, who is in her early 60s. And her decision was to choose death over life because of her terrible chronic pain. So this past Wednesday, Ms. Bristow died medically assisted. Today, we're going to speak to Corey Krause of Hamilton. He's 46. He's also living with horrendous chronic pain and uh, the consequences of the terrible chronic pain. Not talked about nearly enough in this country. I've been doing it for years. Why others don't, I can't tell you. I can tell you from what we know that 20% of the Canadian population lives with chronic pain. We're not talking about toe stubbers. We're not talking about ouch on the stove. We're talking about agony that stops you from living. That's what we're talking about. 20% of the population living with chronic pain. And increasingly, and it's been going on for six years now, it is difficult for chronic pain patients to receive the medications they require if they happen to be opioid pain meds. No matter if they've been working great for the patient for years. Many doctors, fearful of their colleges of physicians and surgeons, take away the opioid pain meds or reduce them, even though the colleges have often said, you don't need to do that. We don't want you to do that, but the doctors still do it. And I've had doctors tell me they're doing it because they're scared of losing their licenses. Anyway, time for us to talk to our guests. Uh, Anne-Marie Gatto. Hi, Anne-Marie. How are you today? Uh, it's been a pretty somber week, um, Roy. Thank you for having me back. Uh, Maggie is indeed dead. She died um, sometime after 3 o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm very sorry. Very yes. sorry. And uh, and you're also a friend of our of our guest today, Corey Krause. Corey, yes, we met um, the same way actually. Um, Corey was a, a or is a member of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada, and uh, he reached out for a chat. And it turns out we're we're both from Stephenville, Newfoundland, so we had that in common. Oh, no kidding! Eh? Same town, yeah. same town. Yeah. Wow, yeah. how about that? Yeah. Um, Corey, thank you for joining us. I won't ask you how you are because I know 
But uh, thank you for joining us. Can you just tell us, please, how this began for you, how this terrible situation, you're a professional, you were involved in business and in life, and you were playing sports when it all started. But tell us, please, how did this begin? And thanks for thanks joining for us. Thanks for having me, Roy. I really appreciate it. So, again, this happened, I started back, uh, I guess, back in 2001, 2002. I was working as an engineering uh, uh, professional at the time. And unfortunately, one weekend playing baseball, I injured my leg on first base and tore an MCL and meniscus and ended up having to wait back in those times for surgery, which, again, medical care was not great back then, but I don't have to tell you how much worse it is today. Anyway, I had several knee surgeries over the course of, uh, of the next decade, six to be exact, over which time they've damaged one of the nerves in my leg, and I was diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome. Okay. Now, what is that? And what kind of pain, not only do you live with today, but if it's not treated, if you don't receive pain medications, if you don't receive the pain medications that you require, what is life like for you when you wake up in the morning? That's if you get to sleep at night. And that's if I get to sleep at night, which I don't sleep very often. Um, so basically, complex regional pain syndrome is a fancy way of saying that there's nerve damage in a region of your body. Now, of course, this starts up in the brain but can spread anywhere throughout the body. But with the damaged nerve, mine has kind of stayed localized through the years. Now, the kind of pain I live with and the best way I describe it to everybody is that I get to walk around with a, my leg in a bucket of ice water all day, every day. Now, it's up to me how many steps I want to take. Usually, it's not that many, thus the need for assistive devices, which, again, they lead to further complications when you're not getting assistance to the manual therapies that you need to prevent the additional damage that the, the crutches cause over, over time. And I'm over time, it's been over a decade for myself, so I'm now starting to witness some of the secondary damage being done because I'm not getting access to the therapies that I truly need access to. And doctors have told you the situation's only going to get worse, yes? Correct. There, there is, a, I will never heal from this. I only have to manage and live with the condition. There is no cure for this. So it's not a situation where you can continue your career, you, you're essentially now immobile, you need crutches or, or a wheelchair, and people will say, well, you can get around with a wheelchair, but we'll get into that. Um, so you need assistance, you need help. We're supposed to have a healthcare system that is there to provide the assistance, to provide the help, and we have social programs, medical programs, health programs that are there to help people who require it. So you've been defined as having CRPS. Uh, you are disabled. And so what, what What are they doing for you? Tell us, please, what have you applied for and what are they doing for you? Okay, so essentially once uh, I received the diagnosis, I was told to apply for provincial and federal disability support programs, disability support programs, which I did and was accepted into. And that in and of its story is a story of itself. Uh, but essentially with the disability program, uh, federally, they provide you with a financial stipend. Um, and then you're accepted into a provincial program, which has a top-up stipend uh, along with a drug card. Um, but again, the, the maximum in Ontario that any pe uh, person that is disabled receives is $1,169 currently, right? 
That's what you that's what you have to live on. That's what I have to live on every month when not being able to get out of bed most days. So there's not a whole lot that I can do about that situation. And again, that only that does not provide for uh, therapies, nor does it provide for uh, met additional medicines, which government programs do not cover like cannabis. So this is important to you because you've said, and we talked earlier today, uh, off the air, we talked about what it is that you need, that doctors have said you require as far as therapies and help are concerned to live with this ongoing, constant, terrible chronic pain that is part, it, I can't imagine, I mean, this goes on every second of your life. Uh, so, the, so they've told you you need certain therapies. Um, tell us what the ther therapies are and how many of them are provided for you. Well, again, none of the therapies are provided for There you me. go, zero. Under, under ODSP, they tell us that physiotherapy is provided. It's provided for acute short-term cases and is not provided for chronic long-term cases that don't have any chance of improvement. So a patient like myself, well, while physiotherapy is a part of the request, does not get access to it. Additionally, I've been requested to see chiropractic assistance and osteopathy which luckily for myself here in Hamilton, I bless the student clinic because I'm able to see them for a free half hour session once a week. And without their assistance, I would receive no care. But again, I, I should be seeing a regular clinic for regular osteopathy type of treatments. But again, our government doesn't include that in the OPIP coverage because a doctor does not perform those uh, therapies. So therefore, they are not covered by OPIP. And you can't afford it. And of course, with 1169 in the Hamilton region, when, with rent alone averaging $1,400 for a single-bedroom apartment, I can't afford rent in the area, let alone food and the extra necessities that we're supposed to be able to need. May I read a couple of lines from your, Please from your do. story? As a CPPD ODSP recipient, I do not receive enough financial contributions to exist. Each month, rent and utilities consume 95% of my budget, and I would be forced into homelessness should I be forced out of my current accommodations. Obviously, I cannot afford groceries on a regular basis, skip meals regularly, aim for two daily, but some days only one. Any extras like clothing, entertainment purchases, or doctor-requested therapies with the remaining 5%, so I'm forced to rely on food banks or the generosity of family friends uh, regularly for these items. That's from your, what you sent me. You, and at the same time, you're living with this massive pain, constant. So you don't have the money. Uh, they're not providing you the therapies. You can't afford um, the cost. And, and you're living with this terrible pain that's 24-7. What about, and I have to take a break in a second, Corey, what about uh, pain meds? What's, what's being done for you as far as that's concerned? So luckily, over in the current situation where I'm at in Hamilton, I do have a family doctor that is understanding and is providing some, me some pain medication monthly. Again, though, he will only provide the maximum MME, which the Canadian guidelines or the, the Ontario College of Physicians and Guidelines prefer at the 90 MME equivalent. So I, I get some medication, but he and I both know that it is not sufficient, especially now that I'm dealing with the secondary issues. And, and he cannot provide me more without being scrutinized himself, and I appreciate that. 
But again, I'm not getting help with that. And again, when it comes to cannabis medicine, which I would prefer over opioids, opioids are free for somebody like myself. But cannabis, I have to pay out of pocket for and will not receive assistance with. And even the so opioids they give you. To take the opioids. It's not enough. Let me just read a couple more lines, then we'll take a break and come back with Anne-Marie. You wrote, while I'm seeking some relief from this unrelating, unrelating pain, I would prefer a more naturopathic type of medication like medical cannabis other than opioids. However, I cannot receive medical cannabis like my other prescriptions and thus opt for the free opioids instead of another medication that works better for my body's nerve pain, stomach digestive issues, sleeping issues, and headaches. Opioids worsen the digestive and sleeping issues for me, thus uh, why they're not preferred. I think it's important maybe that your listeners know, I was just reading this article and... um the um, the uh, medically assisted deaths in 2021 they have listed at just over 10,000, which was up 32 percent from the year before, from 2020. And they said there's just over two percent. They called this out to a newer group, and they called them those with chronic illness. There's no mention anywhere of pain, chronic pain, severe pain, or discarded pain patients. So people like Maggie, people like Corey, their story is nowhere to be found. Why is that? I'm asking anyone who's listening, if there are any doctors out there, if there are any politicians out there, why is no one listening to this? The whole story is buried about what's actually going on. You know, it's like that uh, that conference they held maybe mm-hmm. 12 years ago, for, which was organized by the then Ontario Minister of Health and the Federal Health Ministry, and they had a conference on chronic pain, and they invited, uh, let's see now, doctors who were part of PROP, that's an organization that uh, is anti-opioid, they invited lawyers, they invited politicians. The only people they did not invite were chronic pain patients. And their doctors. And their doctors. They were the people who were excluded. Corey, you don't want to die. No, I I definitely don't. I I want a chance to live and regain the profession that I used to be a part of. Um, But I'm not really providing, being provided any options towards living. And to be honest with you, these days they'll give you an option to die quicker than they'll give you an option to live, which is a sad state of affairs of our current healthcare system. You know what's really sad? Well, this has gone on so long and it's so difficult for you and you live in such excruciating pain with such little support and such little interest where you even want, you don't want the opioids, you want to try the other therapies, but they say, sorry, we're not, you can't afford it and we're not going to give you enough money to afford it and we're not going to underwrite it for you. So your situation, as you're right, is a combination of Groundhog Day and Survivor and you've had enough. I have. And again, luckily, my family has been there for me a thousand percent along the way. And unfortunately, they have to financially assist every month, which it hurts me that they have to do this. But they're more than willing to. And I God bless that I'm blessed with such amazing parents and family to assist me through this journey. Yeah, It's Cor- the one reason that I continue to fight for for them. Corey. And can and I, I just add yeah, that his please. parents are aging and in, going to be in need of their own care as well. Yeah. Anne-Marie, Corey doesn't need to die. He no, he doesn't help. need to die. He needs help. He needs help. And, and organizations... He needs our health care system. Mm-hmm. The um, ODSP can damn well pick and choose what they, they cover. And I'm, I'm looking at my, my last email that I ever had from Maggie. 
Um, and she told me the last line of it was, I also received a call from my ODSP worker and they are covering the cost of the trip to Brampton. Now that means the cost for her to get from Ottawa to Brampton Hospital for them to go ahead and complete um, the assisted suicide. So I'm not saying they should not have covered the cost for her, but I'm saying they're covering the cost of her trip to Brampton to end her life. However, no one can come up with money to cover costs for Corey to live because he wants to live. It's not like and he has every right to live. Yes, he does. It's not like you're asking for much, even though even if you did, you just want the therapies that doctors have said you need, right, Corey? Correct. That's all I've been asking for all along the way. And I've been reaching out to politicians and, and ministries of health and, and, you know, Health Canada along the way. Again, they'll just send you a generic response of to go here, go there. You just end up walking in a circle okay. and not getting access to anything. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.